Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I'm really excited and happy to be um, bringing today um, a friend of mine who is an absolutely amazing, amazing lady. Um, Her name is Donna Sinclair Hogan. And she is a medium, and she does all kinds of other things as well. Um, and she's calling in today from England. Hi, Melissa. Hi, everybody. Hi, Thank you so much for, for being with us. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where, where in London you're calling from, and maybe how and when you figured out that you were a medium. Um, I'm actually calling from Liverpool <laughs> in England, but that's where we, we met in London, me and you met in London. Um, I think probably from a small child, I had um, what I would call like, you know, passing uh, experiences with spirit, but I didn't exactly know what that was. But the main thing that triggered my, my work and research and what I do now is that in 2005, my brother-in-law was killed in a road traffic accident. And um, four days after he was killed, his voice imprinted on my home telephone, and um, which was quite a shock. Um, nothing like that had ever happened to me before. And it was timed and date stamped. And I, I tried everything possible to find a rational explanation for how basically a dead man's voice had um, imprinted on my home telephone. And um, only to find out that the, it, it was... Uh, a, a certain type of phenomena and you know when I think back about how it happened and, and the way it happened uh, I was thrown in head first in the deep end to the point of even phoning my telecom provider and telling them that the date and the timestamp was incorrect on my answer phone system to which the guy just burst out laughing and said well that would be extremely difficult Miss Sinclair he said because um we are now digital, so there's no such thing as a cross line. And um, basically, the time and the, the date are correct because we have an atomic clock and we run Greenwich Mean Time. So there was no rational explanation at all for his voice being on that telephone. And as I say, with something that's timed and date stamped, it just totally blew my mind and, and blew my world basically. Uh, apart it, 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 now I'd say it was a very positive experience but at the time it, it was quite um, disconcerting you know so I can imagine so what was the what did he say like what was the voice what did so, the voice? so it was really it was really strange um, I could like sort of recreate it a little bit um, basically the there was a number of, there was over 20 messages on the answer phone. Obviously, lots of people were, were phoning and leaving messages and, and saying, you know, we're sorry about his death and everything else. And then this, this call came in and it started off with like what sounded like really heavy, uh, static, like, like really, you couldn't hear anything. And then I clearly heard his voice and he said, um, hello, it's Neil. Is Donna there? And then a lot more static. And then, Straight away, this woman's voice said, hello, are you there? Hello? Oh, weird. I think I've just got a um, cross line. And then I realised, which blew me away even more, was that she actually physically heard the voice coming on the on the call. So obviously it, it, it was bizarre. And I actually find out, found out that she was my, um, my eldest daughter was having her first child at that time. And it was her midwife because my daughter had just, you know, got married, was having the baby, and was had mo- literally moved out to a new home five days before. So the midwife was trying to contact her, and my brother-in-law's voice came through, you know, over. Um, sorry, <laughs> that's my it's, And you know, I turned this thing off, so um, oh, no. it happens. It, it happens all the time to you and and everybody. Um, but um, yeah, so it was. It was a very um, unusual uh, phenomenon. And, and ironically, it was the gentleman from British Telecom who um, basically put my path onto, uh, onto researching this because he said to me, you sound very upset and a bit disconcerted. You know, is there anything else I can help you with? And I said, well, not really, because the gentleman whose voice is on the telephone died four days ago. And he went very quiet, 
and he just said to me, well, you know, this isn't the first time I've heard about this phenomena. He went, just Google phone calls from the dead. And I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? I, I Like, this is not happening, you know? Um, and so, of course, I put the phone down, stunned. And um, he even mentioned, listen, the first book was written about this in the 1930s. And I was just like, my brain couldn't take it in. But then, you know, you put the phone down and you're trying to digest how all of this is happening. And then, of course, the first thing I did was Google phone calls from the dead. And and there it was, over 100 years of, of reports of the spirit world and the deceased coming back through radio, television, um, telephones. I mean, there's so many reports of it. Um, and I just thought, oh, okay. But, you know, I was so traumatised from what was going on in the family and everything that um, I thought, right, you know, coming from a Catholic background and other people not um, following my enthusiasm to investigate it any further, I left it alone for, I'd probably say it was about six months until my mother rang me and said, um, Donna, uh, can you come down to the house? Because um, I think I've got one of those voices. And I said, what are you talking about, Mum? And she said, no, serious, come down to the house. And she was um, the local credit union um, secretary, and she did a lot of audio typing. So she used a little dictaphone to record the meetings. And um, cut a very long story short, she'd been doing her work and transcribing the, the sessions, listening to her audio. And her best friend had knocked because they were going off the evening. And um, when she, it was an old fashioned dictaphone, and when she went and picked it up, instead of turning it off, she'd actually press the record button. So, recorded over the whole of her, her minutes. And um, it was only when she came back to start the work the next morning, she'd realised she'd over recorded it. But um, ironically, my dad at that time, he's, he's passed now, uh, was quite ill. He had um, the early stages of um, cancer. Um, but he wasn't that ill that you couldn't leave him at home alone or anything. But mm. um, he was Irish and he was quite um, quite an old-fashioned type of guy in some ways, very liberated in others, but he basically, she heard him. She said to this day she doesn't know why she listened to that record and she continued listening, but she could hear him coming up the the, 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 the stairs talking to the dog and, and, you know, explaining to the dog about how yucky felt, how, how his back ached, how his because he would never talk to us about these things. And then all of a sudden there was this really clear Irish voice um, and my mum played the recording and said to me, who do you think that is? And I said, well, it's definitely Auntie Kathleen. The only thing is it should be dead for 10 years. So, you know, that was the, the second confirmation that something really strange was going on. And my mum played that recording to both my sisters. And um, I don't think I've ever seen either of them go so white and pale, you know. So, <laughs> right. So well, it is it's shocking. It, it, it literally, I mean, you know me, I, I'm a good conversationist. Me and you, have had, we had some wonderful chats when we were in, in Arthur Finney. But Spirit World actually sometimes do stuff that completely stops me in my tracks and I, I just I can't believe the intelligence and the the amazing type of phenomena and, and and you know communication that we get I suppose we're the lucky ones Melissa really aren't we you know I think so because we're open to it so we're willing to accept and really um you know, feel that connection and feel comforted by it, right? So yeah. once you get over the initial shock um, and, you know, and then start to sort of delve into it, yeah, I mean, the blessings that come from um, what they're able to bring us is incredible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we should tell, yeah, we should tell the listeners. So we did meet, we met at the Arthur Finley College probably about three years ago, I would yeah. say almost. Yeah, and we were in the same same class, and I kept thinking, "Oh, I hope I get to work with Donna." Like I just felt so, 
um, connected to you. And we finally did get a chance, you know, and it was just something that I don't know, it just I had had, I I think I um, shared maybe on a previous episode about this, I'd had kind of a challenging experience with somebody in the class just at the very beginning. And so, you know, the rest of the time, I felt like, oh, I really needed I just needed to make some kind of good connection with someone I needed to feel that sort of like, kindred spirit feeling and I, I got that when we we were able to chat and work together and I actually think your brother-in-law may have come through for me I think I may yes have, he did he yeah, did worked with him uh in an exercise that we did together and that was pretty pretty cool but um yeah I mean it's amazing and you know and that, that's the thing it's like you create that kind of bond and even though you're all the way you know over where yeah. you are in Canada I mean we managed to meet up again and and um work together at the at the castle in Ireland you know the the following year later and you know it was it's it's such a it's such a joy you know it's a pleasure to have that um why don't you tell our listeners about um some of the some of the stuff we did at the castle because you brought some of your equipment and that to me that was like one of the most amazing like highlights of that trip I mean the the equipment. Um, it, 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 what I think, like I've learned over the over the, the last couple of years, when I when I initially came into it, and I was working, it, the mediumship side of it was was secondary to me because I was so obsessed with the you know the technology and the the paranormal side of things and the phenomena, and then the realization hit hit me really quite quickly that hang on a minute, this stuff doesn't really work well if there's no openness and and I really need to know how mediumship works you know and I watched I mean you as well um taught me a lot you know when we met um I mean you were already working as a medium then and and as I say when I think back to that episode with that person and we both had we both discovered we both had a difficult um time you know uh, adapting with that lady um and then you know we we, we ended up, it was a good, humoured, um, lovely session in the end. And, you know, you brought my brother-in-law through. But the realisation was for me that the technology is really interesting. And when you were open to it, and when you, you have mediums who are so open and giving and, 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 and caring, that the most incredible, crazy stuff happens. And because when we were in the castle, Everybody was on the same wavelength. There was no egos. There was no one competing. It was just the perfect, perfect setting to have um, what I call, and I think for me one of the most stunning ones was the ethereal session that we did, and and the way it's a, it's an electronic um, computer application, um, and it was created by a, a gentleman in, in America. He was a paranormal investigator, and it, it's it's basically like an open channel to the spirit world really in a way um but the more mediums you you have packed into a room the more incredible the results are and you know we could clearly hear voices we could clearly hear you know we would ask questions we did experiments um and it was pretty mind-blowing and it was done in a very relaxed atmosphere at the castle it wasn't like you know there was no um expectations really we just had such good fun and you know there was a number of the ladies there I, I learn something new every time I go into a situation like that and listening to other people's experiences of how you know technology has spirit of communicated with them through technology particularly through mobile phones mm-hmm. and you know watching people's faces light up when they they discover that, you know, the spirit world will, they'll basically utilise anything and everything electronic. I sort of think of it like this. So Tony Stockwell um, once said to me that he's, he's seen mediums like lighthouses. Um, they turn it on and everyone flocks to the light and then they turn it off. So can you imagine, you know, spirit world, there's a room full of mediums and the light goes on then wow, you know, they can come in and communicate. And But if you're not a, a, med- a medium in the traditional sense, you don't ever get to experience that type of communication, you know, on a one-to-one basis with spirits. So I think the technology gives people who haven't yet experienced like one-to-ones and stuff like that or done demonstrations, 
the ability to see and hear and um it's pretty mind-blowing really i mean there are some funny stories about the way the spirit world interact with people through technology you know like i can yeah i mean i'd love to i'd love to hear it um the one thing i think is really um that reminds me of you know our experience together in the castle with with the voices coming through we were chatting with my uncle in spirit and he was saying inappropriate things yes absolutely it was so funny because that's so true to his character like that's him so for him to come through and say things that were just like unexpected and kind of just like to me that really just was like oh it's him and just the questions that we asked and he was kind of being like cheeky and to me that was just like it gave me such I mean as a medium obviously I know the spirit world I believe in the spirit world but to have that validation in that way was such a like an incredible like uh, privilege like how amazing was that yeah the personality shines through and it's like I, I always give the example of my uncle Bob I mean he was a wonderful gentleman but he was a man of very strange ways and you know his personality was very odd in, in some aspects and if somebody said to me you know oh hi you know I've got you I've got your uncle Bob here He's, he was so kind and generous and and funny I'd just go oh well that's definitely not my uncle Bob you know <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> because in life that's not exactly what uncle Bob was and um mm-hmm. I once hear a medium say um that you know just because we cast over the spirit doesn't mean to say we grow fairy wings and become all love and light so you know um personality when you hear it and as you say your uncle was very cheeky and you know we were we were laughing at times we were laughing and giggling so much and it was just a joy in that, you know. Um, and every single person plays a part in the room with that. But um, historically, people have used um, radios and computers. And, you know, there's a huge amount of mediums out there working with technology. And it's supposing, in a way, it's just like using a card. It's just another tool, you know, to show people uh, how we get communication and Quite a lot of the time, the communication that I hear about it hasn't come through doing a planned session. Someone will contact me and go, you know, weird things are happening with my telephone or, you know, my computer's been, I've been getting weird emails. And, um, you know, the, as soon as computers came into force, people were getting communication through computers and emails and, and stuff like that. It's wild, really, but it's exciting. And particularly now, because we're, you know, with COVID-19 and stuff, we're, a lot of people are locked into their own homes and people are using Zoom and, and, and you know, this this type of thing. And it's amazing what you can do, Melissa, really. You know, it's incredible. What about, um, I think you were telling us at the castle, I don't know if you want, mm-hmm. wouldn't mind sharing this story, um, about how you were, something about you were in the bath. And oh, yeah. you were receiving communication when you're in the back. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when that's one of my most uh, famous, um, elect- it's called electronic voice phenomena. If you're recording sound and you get um, what is traditionally called a disincarnate voice, basically a spirit voice, um, if you're at home alone and you're in your own house and you're recording and you hear a voice, then who is that speaking? So, the argument is that you know this is the spirit world speaking. So I'm in the bath. I was, I was literally only doing this for about six months, and and I didn't realise at the time that water and paranormal phenomena go hand in hand. So where there's water, it normally amplifies the uh, you know the phenomena, particularly with with sound. So I'm in the bath, and I'm you know messing about and and I'm talking to the spirit world you know anybody would have thought I was nuts my neighbors would have thought I was crazy and I'm recording and I'm talking to the spirit world and halfway through I forget that I'm talking to the spirit world and um I have these like sort of like face cloths that you put hot water on and they foam up and you know it's it's a beauty regime and you do your skin and I was talking and saying, right, I'm going to do my face, you know, as if the spirit world really wanted to know about my beauty regime. <laughs> you know the way you get carried away. Yeah. And um, so I was doing my face and everything. And I rolled the, the cloth up into a ball because they were disposable and um, threw it across the bathroom. And it landed in the toilet. 
and you hear me shout goal and then you hear this man's voice really deep man's voice going oh she got it in the toilet and I was like when I played it back I was like oh my gosh you know and I was like freaking out because there I was naked in the bath and obviously the spirit man could see me and it never dawned on me at all that you know the spirit world could see you I mean it just didn't uh, it's just crazy but when I play that to people, when I'm doing workshops and stuff, they just look stunned, you know, because um, it, it it is quite funny when you, you, you know, creep some people out, but, you know, I did score a goal, so that was, well, you, you know. And I mean, it's it's amazing because it's not as though it's it's not as though you heard it like clairaudiently while, no. while it was happening. You heard it in the playback, right? Yeah, I heard it in the playback. And the thing is, there's a lot of controversy about um, the, the initially the field of um, communicating with spirit electronically was called electronic voice phenomena. But now, mm-hmm. because there's so many different types of spirit communication via um, technology, they call it um, instrumental trans communication. And there are a lot of people across the world who are investigating this, who are researching it, who regularly will, you know, do sessions and um, try and record for spirit. Um, so EVP traditionally is that you you, you don't hear it clear, clear audibly, but you will hear hear it on the on the playback on the recording. Um, but it, it tends to be the the it tends to be that when you start working with this stuff. Um, You'll tend to get other phenomena comes in with it, as in, you know, direct voice seems to become more prevalent. And there was a really interesting thing we discovered about, you know, um, clear audience and direct voice and stuff. So, you know, people always argue, is clear audience internal or external? You know, are you hearing the voices inside your head or are they external? And electronic voice phenomena research tends to indicate that some of it is definitely external and um the the interesting thing is we all have a different um audio capacity we all hear on different levels and um you know different megahertz and we all have a different range of hearing so just as an example the one of the interesting things was that we used a piece of equipment called the super ear and what that does it amplifies your hearing about 30 30 percent to normal and I was in an investigation and the lead investigator said, if there's anybody here, you know, can you leave your can you leave your name? You know, um, we can hear you. And none of us heard anything except the guy who had the super ear on. And um, he said, he said, oh, my goodness, I've just heard this guy. He shouted George Owens. And none of us had heard a thing. And we were like, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah. He shouted, when you said, can you give us your name? He shouted, George Owens. And then when we replayed the video back and then we played the audio back, clearly then you could see it. You could hear it, sorry. So what that indicated to us was, because this guy's um, hearing had been amplified, he could hear it physically. So then the realisation was it was at a much lower auditory level than what most people could hear. So a lot of people think clear audience, um, you know, is, is, is quite a rare form of mediumship. But I'm starting to believe that most mediums genuinely have some form of clear audience. Um, and quite often um, the spirit world will join in with the um, experiments and make comments about what we're doing and even give us tips on how to do it better. That's fantastic. And I mean, that shows that they are participating. You know, this is not some kind of like uh, echo or some kind of, you know, some random noise that's being made. It's intelligent responses. Yeah, absolutely. And you see, the skeptical view is, you know, people will say it's random, uh, you know, stray radio waves. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, mobile phone communications. It's from the television. But um. You know, a lot of, we've done experiments with what you call a Faraday cage, and basically that um, screens a mobile phone or, or uh, you know any any of our equipment from from stray radio interference or you know stray communication, and the voices still come. You know, so I think the more open minded you are, the more willing to experiment. I mean, there are a lot of circles now who use the equipment I use, um, you know, for spirit communication. 
And then in some ways, a lot of um, mediums initially were apprehensive about using it. And one lady said to me, you know, do you think this will ever take the, you know, the place of, of, of you know, a me- going to see a medium? And I went, absolutely not. You know, for me, as somebody who does this research, the best thing I can do is go to see a medium, have a reading, and you have, there's nothing better than a, a one-to-one connection with a, a medium because quite often you can feel the presence of your loved ones around mm-hmm. that medium, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it will never replace mediumship in its traditional form, no way. But it can, what it does, which is so exciting, is it actually backs up the mediumship. So a medium can be given a reading and it's being recorded and the spirit world are actually feeding that medium information. And you can clearly, clearly hear it, which I think is breathtaking, to be honest with you. It's incredible. And it's, it is, it's it's amplifying what's already coming through, you know, that medium in, in the link. Um, and to have that, it's like another form of evidence, yeah. you know? So I think, I mean, I think it's fascinating. And what would you say is your favorite piece of equipment to use, like to, to get this kind of um, phenomena? Like what do you love to use on your sort of when you're when you're doing experiments? Um, well, I'm doing a lot of different type of experimentation at the moment. And um, because of the situation that we're in, uh, the realization that things had to change was because I should have actually been um, teaching this week at, at the Arthur Finley College um, in sorry in June at the Arthur Finley College as an assistant tutor, but as you know, all of that stuff is cancelled now. So how do you manage to um, you know experiment and to teach without mm. all being in a group? So just an example, Zoom. Uh, I've got a close friend, I think we've spoken about her, called Shannon Tagger. And she's, right, a, yes. she's a photographer from New York. She just she just had a book published this year called Seance, which is, is mind-blowing because she's photographed mediums from all around the world. But, you know, she's been with them in the room and she's photographed them. So now what we're doing is there's a group of mediums all getting together and sitting for spirit and then using like lights, like for instance, I've been using, um, we call it water ITC, which is we'll often, some people call it water scrying. And, you know, how do you film that? How do you photograph it? We tried it out last week and we used different colored lights and I used steam. And it was absolutely mind-blowing because the instant moment I said to Spirit, please, Spirit, can you show yourself? Then we get faces in the steam, we get reflections in the water. And Shannon photographed it, and she's in Minnesota in the US, and I'm in Liverpool in the UK. And, yes, she managed to photograph um, what the experiment that I was doing in my own home. So all of that stuff is just absolutely mind-blowing, and the photographs were unreal. You can clearly see faces of spirit people. And it's not just, you know, paradigia. Everybody mm-hmm. I've, I've said, what do you see? They all see the same thing. So f- for me at the moment, experimenting at home with all that type of stuff, but the, the piece of equipment that I really love is what we used in the castle, and that's the ethereal, and that's a computer program, and it's very inexpensive. Um, you know, you have to have a, a, a Windows um, laptop to be able to run it. Um, and the guy who created it is a guy called Anthony Sanchez, and, um, you know, that, that equipment is fascinating because having spirit communicate with you in real time is mind-blowing. I mean, you heard it for yourself and you heard the personality. I think even now that's my favourite bit of equipment and basically all that is is a laptop, a computer programme and then the mediums in the room and the experimenters in the room then all do what, they, what comes naturally, communicate with spirit and then spirit just come through. Intelligently, you know. Well, that's the thing. That's the the to me the most incredible part is just that you can't deny it. You know, when you when you experience it, when you hear it for yourself, there's no there's no denying it. Um, And I think you're right, definitely, when it comes to the energy that's created. You know, so the people assembled 
are going to have um, an effect on how much um, how much the spirit world I think is able to come through or to bring through just like in any session, you know? So yeah. if you're working with a sitter who's like wide open, wants the information, there's a need for it. Obviously spirit's going to do everything they can to come through. Um, yeah. So I think that the conditions, you know, the, the environment that you create and that it's meant to be um, like there, that there's a purpose to it, you know, that we're, we're, we're seeking further and further to create that bond and that relationship with spirit. Yeah. And it's it's complex at times. It's very complex, and at times, you know, the spirit world through um, you know through even spirit messages. I mean, one message I had for years and years and years it bugged me, absolutely bugged me because I knew that this one word was an important word, and um, you know, a lot of researchers are. Like I go into it for the communication. I, I know that there's an intelligence behind the communication, but some of the researchers that I've met in the past, they do it because they want the clearest voice, the best quality. They never seem to, you know, realise that there is an intelligence behind if 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 something is said, it's said for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it could be just to send you on a certain journey. And th- this one particular uh, word was just, it was shappy. And uh, I still have it now, and I, I often play it when I'm, I'm doing workshops and stuff. And I clearly heard Shappy, and we were at the Arthur Finley College when we recorded it. We were in the church in the grounds, and none of us could relate to what Shappy meant. We did our research. We went into the history of the church, into the history of the college. We couldn't find out what Shappy meant. But it, I, I said to my friend um, Haley, I said, one day... There's a reason for that word. One day I'll find out definitely why we were given that. And um, four years later, I was in America. I'd been invited to talk at a, a conference called Exploring the Extraordinary in Gettysburg, which, again, was part of this crazy, insane, but wonderful spiritual journey I've been on. And um, we actually flew into Washington first, and we had a spare day there. And my other friend, Jenny, had said to me, you know, what are we going to do today? We haven't got much time. Um, so Arlington Cemetery was right across the road from us. And um, so, you know, it's it's a huge cemetery. And uh, she said, do you fancy going over there? And so Hayley, myself, Jenny and her husband, John, we went over to the, the cemetery and we got there. And the guy said, well, you know, there's four different bus tours. Which one do you want to take? And I was thinking, Wow. You know, you need a bus to get round one quarter of this cemetery. And uh, we got on the bus and um, I'd been having a conversation with Hayley. Do you think we're on the right path? Do you think we're going in the right direction with what we're doing? And and isn't it crazy? We're at this academic conference and neither of us are academics. And, you know, just general chit-chat. And we're on the bus and um, the guy, he was lovely driving the bus, African-American. And he said, guys, I'm going to do an unofficial stop. So we were like, oh, okay. And he says, look, you know, he said, it's not on the itinerary, but this is my favourite grave in the whole cemetery. And he says, Daniel Shappy James. And I went, what? <laughs> and, and and I said, Hayley, we fa- Hayley. And she went, I heard him, I heard him, because, you know, she knew all about Shappy. And it turned out he was a five-star general in the American Air Force, um, you know, first um, black Afri- African American to to you know win the, all of these awards and everything, and I said to Haley, but you know this confirms, yeah, absolutely, I'm on the right path. I mean, the EVP I got was five years before, but what relation does this have to me? What there's got to be some sort of link to me. So, and we couldn't fathom it out. And I always know there's more. If something's come to a conclusion, I'll know it. But I just knew there was. Spirit World had something else up their sleeve waiting for me. So I got back home and I Googled this guy. He was a fascinating character. And then um, there was a film called Iron Eagle with Lou Gossett Jr. in that was made about his life. Oh, my goodness. And um, I remember watching it as a kid. And then I went back into the computer and I went, Spirit, come on, what, what is it that links me and this guy? And anyway, in the film, he not only died... And in respect to his family, they didn't call him Shappy. Um, his name was General Sinclair. Oh, my goodness. 
yeah so uh, the spirit world were truth truly a hundred percent thousand percent saying right okay here's this EVP know that it's important and um, sooner or later but you know you're going to be any questions you've got to ask us you know we're showing you that you are on the right path these crazy things happen they're so it's intelligent it's amazing it's incredible there's no there's no way that you could ever like create that make that up like there's no there's no explanation <laughs> like it's just like it's just wild and you know the synchronicity that they yeah, would have yeah. to and the energy and the effort that they would need to create those opportunities for you guys and then also for you to be open to it so I think that's such a powerful story because lots of times I find people I mean we are we're all sort of impatient you know that's a part of human nature we always want to know and we want to know now um but if you can just trust that there is you're right there is a purpose there is a reason for every bit of information that we receive whether or not we understand it in the moment is sort of beside the point we will you know it's like they drop those little breadcrumbs for us um and if you're paying attention and if you're open enough to kind of like just allow it to kind of unfold you'll receive you'll receive what you're you know what you need to know eventually absolutely it's like a huge big spiritual jigsaw and all the pieces just sort of fall into place. I mean, the spirit world are absolutely astounding, the way that they can get messages through. And sometimes those messages, you think, what does this mean? You know, it makes no sense. And then all of a sudden, it's so jaw-droppingly brilliant that you think, oh, my God, this is incredible. You know, um, the intelligence absolutely, you know, astounds me at times. I mean, as another example of the intelligence of the spirit world, um, I was on a paranormal investigation in, in Derby with a, a good friend of mine called Annette Rogers. And what we couldn't understand was she'd invited us um, to a funeral parlor. It was a working funeral parlor in Derby. And um, they were having a lot of paranormal phenomena and they'd asked us to do um, a per, you know, private investigation. But what we couldn't understand was all of the the spirit voices that we were getting had connections to um, the military, the RAF, you know, aeroplanes. And it was like, it was so crazy. It was almost like as soon as we put the um, the cameras on, the videos on, the audio on, all of the messages were, you know, I'm in an aeroplane and um, oops, watch out. And it it was so insane. But one of the voices really, really grabbed my attention. And um, the voice said quite clearly, looking for Charlie Apple. Now, that's really an unusual thing to hear. And and I said to the girl, what the heck is, you know, is, is Charlie Apple? So I, I call this spiritual Googleitis. And I think every every medium that we've ever met, me and you, everybody, you know that a lot of the times you get stuff and you just know that there's something to it. So you'll go and Google it and you'll, you know, it's definitely spirit. I think we're being, you know, we're channeling spirit from, you know, and they're saying, right, Google this, do this. And mm-hmm. so I Googled um, Charlie Apple and um, it said, you know, it said, oh, yeah, it was an RAF call sign between like 1942 and 1943. And my friend said, oh, well, there you go. I said, no, there's more to this. There's got to be more. We're being told this for a reason. So I was sat there and I was drawn to the Commonwealth War Graves Commission because with that, you can do a lot of research. You can put a name in and it will tell you, you know, if that person's passed away or, you know, where they died in the, in the war and, and everything. So I put, you know, girls, if there's a Charlie Apple in this, I'm going to like, you know, faint anyway. <laughs> so I put Charlie, Charles Apple in, it spells A-double-P-L-E, nothing. And then straight away I heard this voice, Appel. You know, like a really posh name, like Appel. So I put in um, Charles Appel, A-double-P-E-L. And oh my goodness, there he was. And not only that, within the last week, they'd actually dug him out of the mud. He'd been missing in action for over 70 years and they'd found his spitfire. And they were digging him out of the ground the same week that we got that that message it was incredible you know wow. absolutely mind-blowing that the spirit just one sentence can take you on on a journey so 
I never discount anything I, I, I hear when I'm, I'm doing this work because, you know, it, it is, it's almost like, you know, it's too easy to give us it straight off. So let's make mm-hmm. them work for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think, too, I mean, first of all, that, that gave me complete chills. Like, that's amazing. But also, I think it's true. Like, if we were to be receiving, because I've asked this before, like, within my own work. Okay. Why is it, you know, because lots of times uh, clients will be like, well, you know, if that's if that's so and so, why can't they just tell you, you know, their what their address was or what their, you know, middle name was or their whatever, like they they're looking for those bits. And of course, yes, those things can come, but it's a lot of work. And, you know, we're not always going to be able to get that kind of detail. Um, So and I thought to myself, well, you know, they're kind of right. Like, why? Why can't I? Why can't we? You know, it would be so much more easier to give people that. And I kind of thought it over and I'm like, well, if you started having all of that laid out for you so simply, there would be this expectation of that. But there would also be people saying, oh, wow, you must have Googled that. Oh, you must, you know, there would be a controversy over that. So I think sometimes we have to, yeah, we have to, you know, give, give the information that we're getting. There also has to be that sort of um, emotional component. But yeah, I think if it was, if it was so black and white all the time, and especially even with the the work that, you know, you'd be doing through your investigations. I mean, it's almost like what would be, it wouldn't be as rewarding maybe, or it wouldn't be as phenomenal. It's like now when we get these pieces and they come together, it's, there's a lesson involved. There's something that they're trying to show us, something that they're trying to express to us. Absolutely. I agree with you. I, I really do. Because I mean, how many times have you given a client a reading and you go, yeah, you know, I've got so-and-so here, or does this mean anything to you? And they go, no, no, no. No, and then you're so sure because you feel it, you believe it, it's your truth, you can hear it. And then they come back to you like six weeks, seven weeks later, and they go, Oh my god, I had to phone my Auntie Betty, and my Auntie Betty said, Yeah, you you know, you were right. I mean, some of those, I think those type of um, affirmations are so powerful because the person who's getting the reading doesn't even know themselves, they will say no, 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 but then find out actually it was a yes, yes, yes. Exactly. And that's, to me, my favorite thing is when someone comes back and, and finds out. But at the time, in the moment, it's frustrating. And it's hard, you know, sometimes to um, explain to someone that, okay, I, I get that we might not know what this means, but please just like, don't forget it, you know, keep it in mind. Um, and I always encourage people, you know, if you yeah. find out the meaning of this, please, I don't care if it's like years down the road, like yeah. just send me a message. I want to know because those stories to me are so validating. It proves that as mediums, we're not reading the mind of the sitter yeah. that the spirit world is actually there because they're giving information that the sitter doesn't even know. Yeah. And, you know, they, they always, um, there's always this like, in the research that I do, you know, I've questioned it. Sometimes I've I've read, you know, theories about this and theories about that, and I've questioned, you know, um, am I imprinting these things? You know, some of these voices with my own mind. I I go through every, and I know the difference is you know that it's spirit because you can feel it. You can it it, it reaches your emotions, it touches your heart. You can be in a situation where I'm doing this type of research or I'm doing an investigation, and um, like people think to get paranormal phenomena, to get spirit communication, like, you know, if, the, if you say you're a paranormal investigator, they think you've got to be in a haunted house or a, a haunted battlefield. We can be sitting in our own living rooms, as you know, and all the other mediums that I've worked with know the spirit are around us all the time. Mm-hmm. They're around us all the time and sometimes they're guiding us or trying to. And then you always, even as a medium, you will question some of the stuff that you're getting. You know, mm-hmm. I, I knew when you brought my brother-in-law through at the Archivendi College, it was so profound, so intense and so powerful. Um, I could feel him there and you knew things that, you know, nobody else knew. And um, I, I hadn't told you anything, but we didn't know anything about each other. You know, and it was it was so uh, mind blowing, really. To to you know, especially when you consider that 
that day that you gave me that reading, we both struggled quite profoundly with that other lady. Oh, and I was so, yeah, I was so deflated. I felt yeah. like, what am I doing here? Like, why did I make this huge trip, you know, um, to, to come to this college when I obviously, you know, you start to question yourself and think like, yeah. I don't belong here. You know, I must be kind of like, just not good, not good enough. Yeah. Um, so it was really healing, you know, that your, your brother-in-law was able in, I mean, with him, it's like, he, he was so powerful and easy to work yeah. with. You know, he, yeah. he had that ability to communicate so well. Plus then you and I having that, I felt Long comfortable. Time. I felt at ease. Yeah. Then I could do it, you know, but it goes to show it makes a difference, makes a difference. And oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, I mean, we both feel the realization came towards the end of that, why that particular lady was the way she was. And, and it was yeah. quite a profound learning lesson, I think for both of us, because we both struggled quite, you know and it had deflated us but like you say by the end of that day when we'd it was quite funny really when you when you replay some of the stuff that went on because every time we got up to walk across to each other to work with each other somebody would run across and gag in and grab you or grab me so so (laughs) it's like it was like it took five days or something before we managed to work with each other that's right that's um, right. It was interesting, and then once we worked with each other, that was that was it. Then it was a, a done deal, and it was sealed. And feeling comfortable in in you know, I've seen I've seen mediums like yourself. What I what I find so profound is that mediumship is very very healing, and has helped so many people. And um, you know, and there's a lot of people who have. Um, like, for instance, just as an example, I recently had a lady who I met in all places in the hairdressers, beautiful lady in her early 70s, who was having a lot of phenomena in her house, which she didn't understand, and she was quite frightened of. And she'd lost her husband in the February. And she was having a lot of issues. And one of the girls in the hairdressers knew sort of what I did and said, you know, could you have a word with her? And uh, anyway, we got chatting. We made sure we sat in the next chair. And she really was disconcerted. She was really scared. And um, one of the things that she'd been getting, you know, these new video doorbells that everyone's got, this sort oh, of right. yeah. that, you know, attached to your phone and stuff. So she 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 lives in an area that's a little bit rough, should we say. So her, her kids had fitted her with one of these like um, video doorbells at the front and at the back. And this one triggers, you know, when there's anyone outside and stuff like that. So it kept triggering all the time. And um, anyway, when her son examined the uh, video, there were some very strange lights floating around um, the carport and stuff. So, and, and, and really all it was, I mean, her lights would go on and off and things would move. It was basically her husband trying to communicate with her, trying to tell her, you know, I'm safe, I'm okay, because she she was so worried and, you know, and she, she mistook the, the phenomena for something negative when actually it was super, super positive. He was trying everything he could. The doorbell was going off, the lights were blowing, everything was happening and she just misread it and now um, she absolutely loves it. And uh, messages me and says, Donna, I've got some more phenomenaries back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's such a it's such a blessing when you think about it. And I think lots of people are afraid. You know, lots yeah. of people yeah. they'll message me all the time saying, uh, I think I need you to come investigate my home because I've got like some flickering lights and this and this, you know, or you know, yeah. um, somebody's moving my keys, you know, or things like this. And every time I tune in, I will message back and say, "Oh, actually, I feel it's like so and so. I think this is your grandfather, and you know, this is this is this their way of showing themselves and and having you recognize that they're still with you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's it's so it's so powerful, and I it always touches me when spirit knows how to make this happen and creates this for us you know like how blessed we are to actually have that sort of um that sensation of oh this is them reaching out this is how they're this is how they're they're trying to communicate you know so it's just fantastic yeah i I think it's 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 an incredible i mean it's an incredible um blessing really to be able to do this because in times of trouble and, and in times of worry and strife i always think you know 
we at least know there is something other than death. We know that there's, you know, even if you don't want to accept there's life after death in, in the way that we think about it. You know, a good friend of mine once said, well, you know, I'm not really sure it's life after death the way you think about it. But I would say this, consciousness definitely survives the human body. And I was like, ooh, you know, I quite like that. I might use that in my workshops, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what, what I find fascinating is not just consciousness, it's personality. You know, love is such a, a powerful uh, energy. And, you know, some people will come into this work because they've had their own tragedies. Other people are dragged into it, sometimes <laughs> kicking and screaming, yeah. you know. Um, but I do think it's it's an amazing field and it's, it's, it's ever-expanding. And to think that we're on opposite sides of the world having this brilliant conversation about spirit and um, you know um, we've had a, a, a number of experiences together and and it doesn't matter if we haven't spoke to each other for six months or or whatever that link is it's like an energetic link it's like um the spirit world is building up like you know a, a spider's web of, of mediums and investigators yeah. and bringing them yeah. all together you know that's it that's it and i i feel that so deeply you know and so strongly yeah. and there's just certain people that you, you can have that with you know and um I'm curious what would be the most difficult part of the this work that you're doing you know is there anything about it that you find to be a challenge or that it's it's it, you find difficult well a lot of it's very in some ways what I do is is quite time consuming in that you know if I go on an investigation which I'm tending actually not to do to be honest with you this is really going to sound crazy, but this COVID lockdown thing has brought me back. It sounds really crazy. It's brought me back with that, the joy of experimentation. All of a sudden I'm, I'm locked down and I can't travel and, and do all those things that we normally take for granted. So I'm at home with my own mind and, and, and my equipment all sat around. And all of a sudden I've, I've regained this joy for what I'm, I was doing, you know, because it can be so labor intensive if, so, for instance, this is, again, an indication of how the spirit world works wonderfully. Normally on an investigation, particularly if you have a lock lock, lock up or, you know, we're locking, uh, you know, building up and leaving all the equipment in situ, you know, there might be 12, 14 hours of audio, 12, 14 hours of video. And then I found every time I was going to these investigations, particularly if I was left to do all the sound, um, you would find that my voice recorder would switch itself on to voice activated and therefore wouldn't stay on for the 14 hours. It would only trigger whenever there was any, you know, noise louder than, say, 70 decibels or whatever. And um, then all of a sudden I only had 11 minutes to analyse instead of 11 hours. So sometimes the spirit world just interject and go, right, you're obviously very tired, let's, uh, let's sort something out. <laughs> Which you is know. fantastic. Yeah. So it can be labour-intensive uh doing this stuff but then I, I actually prefer doing it um in a group uh, you know because it works so wonderfully well with group dynamics and and anybody who has like a spirit circle or you know some people are sitting for different reasons they're sitting for trance they're sitting for spirit communication some are sitting for physical um i would say you know if you feel, if everybody feels comfortable about it, maybe start using a little bit of technology within the the, the, the seance room or the spirit room, or you know, like it. Honestly, the spirit world just would they just utilize everything to show people, you know. I mean, imagine a non mediumistic person. How is a spirit person wanting to get a connection to them? Like my lovely friend Margie, you know, she was so scared, so frightened of the phenomena. Her husband was using technology to try and communicate with her. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he finally got through it. He finally, you know, she finally accepted it was him. And she hadn't been to a medium. Mm -hmm. You know, other people would say, you know, I really want to communicate with her husband. But she was still in a throes of grief. And um, and also because of her background as well. She comes from a Catholic background as well. And she was quite, you know, she had this feeling that, you know, messing about with the spirit world was a bit dodgy as we say in Liverpool England but uh, <laughs> you know you know what I'm getting at but she yeah, you know yeah. she's now profoundly she she's wonder she's like in a total air of wonderment because wow. you know she realizes he's still here he's he's still with her it's so um, beautiful it's yeah. so beautiful yeah um 
I'm I'm really curious because I would love to interject some kind of technology into some of the um, the spirit circles and yeah. the development circles. Would you say so? The ethereal program would be a good one to start with. Yeah, well, um, yeah, definitely. The ethereal would be really good, but okay. Um, also, you know, even just a normal voice recorder, mm-hmm. um, and instead of like, because some circles can run for maybe like an hour. Or, um, you know, and going through an hour's worth of audio is quite difficult. So, you know, if you pull, um, even if you sit in silence, there's a, an app on most phones called um, Talk to Text. So yeah. they normally, you know, the way you normally like you'll speak into your phone, you go, hi, it's Melissa, I'm late for a meeting, see you later. And then it sends text off and it types it up. Those type of applications can be left in situ. And um, it's incredible. Even when nobody speaks, when people are all sat in silence tuning into the spirit world, quite often you'll find words typed up, messages, hello, I'm here, talk to me. So there's a lot of different things you can use, but the ethereal is good. I mean, you could, you could like, if you were holding a communication um, circle, Melissa, the ethereal would be brilliant because you're, you're teaching people um, mediumship in the traditional sense and, and how to interact mediumistically with the spirit using a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so you could just definitely use, I would just leave an ethereal running, you know, and always talk to the spirit world because, um, you know, a lot of us do talk to our, you know, our dead relatives and stuff like that. But um, when you ask questions, um, they usually answer. Although quite comically, um, I remember being in one investigation, Melissa, where everyone was going doing the traditional, you know, investigative research. What's your name? How old are you? Where did you live? When were you born? And the only answer that we got <laughs> was, please, this is not an interrogation. <laughs> you know? And that's such a perfect response. Yeah. Because, I mean, these are people. These are yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you oh, forget the humanity funny. of it. That's so funny. Oh, well, I can't wait to get started with it. I, I really want to interject yeah. with that. And, um, you know, I, there's also things like um, a spirit box. Is that something yeah. that you've worked with before? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many different types of spirit boxes. I used to use one called an SP7. And it's gone that advanced now. You've got an SP11. And my friend's just bought one of those to try out. And they are really good. Spirit boxes are really good. But um, they can flicker through real high frequencies and, um, you know, they flick through different channels so i often find that when you introduce a spirit box um you have people as i say with different auditory capacities and some people don't mind the fact that it's it's running very fast and there's a lot of white noise in the background and other people will just like please give me some earplugs you know mm-hmm. so they're, they're really good especially when you've got um you know the right group of people they can work really well but um if it was a communication um, circle, I would say probably use something more mellow like the ethereal. Um, but, you know, they, they, every box works differently. And, and no, no two times has the ethereal or those spirit boxes ever worked the same with um, different groups of people, which indicates that it is actually, you know, uh, a true program, a, tr- a true, you know, because it, it shouldn't work the same in every sitting because different exactly. groups of people. You know, mm-hmm. but you can Definitely. use lights as well, Melissa. We have, you know, um, you know, like um, proximity lights. You could have like a light on one side of the room, and normally they'll only light up if you know you come into close contact with them. Mm-hmm. And people can say, "Spirit, you know, if you're here, could you turn the light on?" And um, you know, you get all all little tiny bits of equipment that costs very inexpensive. You know, you can get from Amazon and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you can utilize them. And just think of experiments and and. You know, one of the easiest things to do is to get a bowl of water, shine a light on top of the bowl of water, all mm-hmm. surface spirit, and then photograph and video the surface of the water and put your fingers in and move them about and say, you know, and that's an old way, an old fashioned way, but by using cameras and video, particularly iPhones, because you can freeze frame, the human eye misses so much and you would not believe the pictures that you can get from a bowl of water, the spirit world. So that's such a great idea. I just 
finished doing um, a class on divination and I, we were, I was showing the ladies how to use the water for scrying, yeah. but yeah. I never thought of actually taking photos or video yeah. Um, yeah. and playing it back. So that's yeah. definitely an added yeah. uh, bonus to that. That would be fantastic to be able to start to see images like oh, and, yeah. and have it on the video or have it on the yeah. photos and that spirit would be- writing is is you can see words you can see numbers particularly when you're doing what you guys were doing the scrying because um, mm-hmm. basically we call that water itc it's just a posh new technology name for for water scrying but if you mm-hmm. guys have got an iphone mm-hmm. you know the iphone is brilliant because if you do a little section of video only maybe 20 seconds you've got like maybe 200 frames and you could go frame by frame with an iphone and you miss you. We miss so much. It's it, it's. After we've finished, I'll send you a few photographs, and you can have a little look. But that that's a brilliant way of introducing people to this. That would be fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to see those pictures. Yeah. Um, wow, my goodness. Well, I mean, I could I could literally go on forever, <laughs> but <laughs> I will I will I will let you continue on with your with your evening. Um, Thank you evening where you are um but i would just say thank you so much for coming and for sharing all of this information with us it's like giving me such a sense of um real intrigue and inspiration to kind of go forward and be more experimental with the things that i'm doing and i know that it'll be so helpful um for others to hear about it so you are just like an amazing true beautiful soul i adore you and i thank you so much for coming you know what i've only got one word for you and that's ditto that's my favorite word everything that you just said you changed my destiny as well you know, when we went to that castle, it blew my mind. I, I had an epiphany there. You know, it's great having these connections and it's brilliant to see your photographs and the way you're blossoming and you just look like you're glowing. So I, I, I think everything's good for us, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's been sort of a an adventure, you know, since that since that time, even since meeting, you know, both of us how things have expanded. So, yeah. I mean, continued like best of luck with all of your work that you're Same doing, to you. sharing it, and you know, I I can't wait till we get to see each other again, uh, in real life. <laughs> it was no, it was great to talk to you, Melissa. It really was. Aww. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.